I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to, to Burf Barf. Barf. <laughs> you can tell by how NPR that intro was that we because just we... listened to our old episodes where we're screeching. Oh, yeah. We did hurt our ears with that last one. Sorry about your ears. Not that screeching is an important part of who we are. We're really. probably also in Sweaty Ball's NPR voice mode yeah. because we're very tired. Yeah, I took two naps yesterday. I have taken several. Yeah. We, we, yeah, I mean, racing a big race will drain you of your life force. So today, we're talking about the 2021 USARA National, National Championships. Championships. Yay. Whoa. <laughs> Our second, no, Annie's third and my second National Championships. Last you did the year virtual. Was, last year was virtual. It was a, it was a, it was the best substitute there could be considering last mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm. I don't count it. So I would okay, say cool. second. This is it's both our second. second. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start. I'm sorry. I I, I, I don't either. Um, I guess for anybody who's listening to this for the first time, Burf Barf is not typically family appropriate. We never know where it's going to go. Yeah. But uh, yeah. This is not for your children. I'm sorry. Or or I should say swears are coming. So yeah, whatever swears, that means in your family, coming. swears, swears Yeah, are maybe coming. your family is down. i really don't know where to start okay so the adventure race nationals this year were held in cable wisconsin which is extremely far north and takes a long time to get there from columbus ohio 12 hours Um, it is um a relatively flat land with i mean we did end up doing quite a bit of gain i think we ended up with 7500 feet of gain yeah close to 8,000 feet of gain which is i mean which is considerably less than our last adventure race nationals and also one third the amount of gain of the winning team as we reviewed on strava i don't know where they went they found a mountain that we didn't <laughs> that we they didn't found a mountain we didn't and yay for us that we didn't um but it is pretty beautiful lush land with really gorgeous oh, trails it was really pretty and i just feel like when I think about where I want, the kind of place I want to be in September, that was it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There was, like, the first glimpse of leaf, leaf peeping. There uh, are beautiful pine trees everywhere and gorgeous marshlands with cute little cattails. And we got to see a lot of amazing wildlife. We saw some black bear. We saw some bald eagles. We did see a bald eagle. Yeah. I forgot about the yeah, bald it was eagle. Yeah, awesome. Other teams saw otters. Like I was just, sad I missed the family of we otters. We saw a lot of loons. We did see, and loons are silly little animals. Animals. They're so goofy and fun. And and, and bird loons, besides the, <laughs> besides the other loons. Yeah. Um, um, and I got to see every single mushroom I've ever wanted to see in my oh, entire life. Oh, that's true. Life. I forgot about that, I had too. three solid hours of just, like, trying so hard not to talk about the mushrooms in Wisconsin. Because there's so much brain power being used on Annie's <laughs> behalf to get us where we need to go. And so I'm also supposed to be counting. So I'm just going, I'm counting my paces and I'm 34, 35, 30. Ooh, purple coral. Oh my God, look at you, cutie. And I'm like, okay, wait, where was I? Where was I? Um, But yeah, I was thrilled. So the area was beautiful. So just to kind of set the scene, we started the the Lakewoods Resort, which I actually don't know like what the, what the, I don't think it's a ski place. I think it's just a... No, I think it's like mostly a summer summer hangout place yeah. for like bo- boating, pontooning, kayaking. And it was a lovely, it was a lovely place to be centered out of. It was. Um, good lodging, plenty of food available, which was, which was nice considering we had to like 
go to the only fast food place that was around in yeah. 2019 after we were done raising. Oh, yeah, um, and I can't believe we've gone this far without mentioning something very, very important because the place that we should have started is... We raced with someone very, very dear to us. Laura Contoys. She is now an official barf barf racing team racing member. team member and also just sneaking into the burf bar family unit now yeah um she's also our professional counselor and our friend yeah <laughs> uh so we've created another arm of burf barf so you know burf barf is this umbrella and mm-hmm. under that umbrella one of those things is the podcast mm-hmm. this this you're here you're yeah. doing it welcome and the another arm now is Burf Barf Racing, which is going to be our adventure racing people. So we would love mm-hmm. to expand that to mm-hmm. more than just the three of us, and potentially have a couple teams doing events, mm-hmm. or as people like CanCom, or they want to try out uh, adventure racing. We'll actually have uh, five women race, including me, as one of those five racing at Buff Betty under Burf Barf Racing, which is super cool. Very exciting. And we're just going to continue to expand it out. So this was the first time. Uh, I'll say. I'll say first time as official because we we made our bike shirt. Oh, we we did. made our race shirts. Yeah, we finally didn't look like a group of um, middle aged fishermen <laughs> wearing bike shorts. Wearing bike shorts, <laughs> which is typically our mode when we do adventure race. So we looked more legit this time. There's always more to do, but we had our fancy hats and our fancy jerseys, and we yeah. felt super legit. Definitely put cool. that in the list of things done better than previous years. True, true. We looked like a real team. Yeah. And we behave like a real team. And we behave like a real team. Um, I feel like we can't talk about our jerseys without talking about the back of our jerseys. Because <laughs> we went we hard in the people. paint, y'all. We we swung for the fences. Uh, the back of our of our Burf Barf Racing jerseys do say rock hard pussies. And we stand by this motto. And if you're here and you've been here for a while, you know why it says rock hard pussies. <laughs> so to me, rock hard pussies is an exclamation of like, Joy and strength. Mm-hmm. Rock hard pussies means showing up well, mm-hmm. tough. Yep, just like a rock hard pussy does. But <laughs> <laughs> also, we we asked ourselves about if we felt like this was an appropriate way to represent ourselves as Burf Barf, and we have firmly landed in the camp that yes, it does because we can't tell you how many times in running races, adventure races, mountain bike races, where male genitalia is very much the focus of the name of the race, the name of the team, the na- like a joke about it. The or name like of the some brands, winky, the name winky. of the everything. I mean, come on. Yeah. So it's, it's not about taking anything away from that. It's just also giving us the same benefit. I, I feel pretty strongly about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, on a bicycle... Woo, nothing's tougher than a rock hard pussy. This is true. Also, I should mention I would have put rock hard pussies on the back of our racing kit if only for the moment we experienced oh, at the race start where we great. pulled our shirts down in the back just to before we were about ready to start. And Andrea from Team Disability had probably one of the best laughs uh, of the entire event for me. Yes. And she said, Rock Hard Pussies right in front of me. And I just thought, worth it. Worth it. Worth so it. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you for, for giggling at our jerseys because that makes us feel good. And also, we just love racing with you because you're such a lovely person. Yeah. So... Uh, Usually we do a lot of um, beforehand stuff on the way there. I don't think we need to do too much, but I do think it's worth 
uh, putting out there and owning that we are showing up this year to be competitive. Yes, we did have the intention of of coming and giving it our all and seeing what happens. We all trained. Um, I did some paddling. I did a lot of running. I did a little bit of biking. Annie put in a tremendous amount of hours on gravel bike this season um, and has also just been over the course of maybe three or four seasons working on her nav consistently and has come to the table with some insanely accurate, incredible navigational skills. Yeah, so I think often we show up to adventure races kind of feeling like, let's see what happens. Yeah, and yeah, we just we fling were, our bodies into it. And this race was like, we really want to like show up hard. Mm-hmm. And we weren't sure what that meant for us because we haven't really gone with that as the primary intention for a race. And we really, mm-hmm. that's, that's... We also brought a secret weapon, Lord which Hall's is... And a tow rope. A a woman who's been adventure racing for 15 years and has been to 11 national championships. Yeah. So, I mean, she's a powerhouse in many ways. She's a physical powerhouse. She's a mental powerhouse. Nothing in the world could make this woman complain. You could just drag... Oh, I think you might be able to drag her on a bike whack and have her just be like, Okay. Okay. Um... She's a psycho. She's a freaking psycho. And I love it. I mean that in the best way. Laura Conflict is a psycho, and I love it. It's a high compliment. Oh, man. So, (sighs) hey, Annie, talk about the race, because I don't remember most of it. I chuck it. That's fine. I know you chuck it. I always chuck it. it. Um, I have to. And I I feel like this is going to come up oftentimes when recapping this. Uh, Calm Toys is the best third of our tripod because she balances some things out for us so Mm. i feel like when you are done with the race you set some of the details on fire never to be seen again 85 percent. i can hold on to those details for a medium amount of time and laura is very detail oriented it's amazing it's it's a really good balance for us instead of me kind of being like, this is how it felt to me. Mm-hmm. Lauren, do you agree? And you being like, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always have some crystallized Definitely. experiences where there are things that are either emotional, very physically taxing, or novel. Yeah. So I have those moments, and I can share those with you. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, we're in TA3, headed to checkpoint 16, there's no Nothing. way in hell I'm going to help you with that. Yeah. So the race started uh, Friday morning. Nationals is, I think it's always 30 hours. We started at 8 a.m. Central on Friday and that went until race cutoff was 2 p.m. on Saturday. So. So, (laughs) yeah. So we got our maps an hour before the race. Oh, man. Too many maps. Too Ooh, many I, maps. I want to say, One, two, I'm looking three, at the four, pile. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh, over tw- probably 12 maps. Something like that. Maybe and also a digits. book of instructions about... <laughs> what instructions? Yeah, well, <laughs> we might have done well to read those a little harder than Boy. we did, which is all of our fault. So we get our maps an hour before the race, which is not uh, unusual, But it was the least amount of information I've had for an adventure race going into an adventure race, which was eye-opening. So the hour with the maps before the race started was jam-packed. It was a lot. Jam-packed. A A very unique start, which was a, a stage that had five legs. 
and you could not do any of your legs back to back if they were the same discipline. So you've got a mixture of bike, foot, nav, and paddle in that those five legs of the stage one, which sounds very confusing because it is, and you can't do paddle, paddle, back to back. So there was two paddle legs available to you, a bike leg, an all on foot leg, and then a bike land nav bike leg that compiled one leg. And again, you couldn't do any of the same discipline back to back. And you also needed to turn in what order you were going to do those legs in stage one at 7.45. Immediately. Immediately. So you had 45 minutes to before you kind of signed off on what your plan first, for the next 13 hours yes, was. was going to be. And it was... Uh, it was very stressful, but we landed on a order that made sense based on what we could kind of put together. And really, it was kind of like, what's the way we can order these so we're not doing the disciplines back to back? Yes. That maybe, was a big driving force. That was, and maybe we should have, we probably could have been more strategic about our order. Yeah. But yeah. it's so hard to know what's going to bring you success in the moment when you're frantically looking at 10 maps and just like trying to sort out what your next day is going to look like. And especially like. when you you have we hadn't been on the course at all. So usually um so the main adventure race that I did with my family there was a similar layout stage where it was like a clover leaf where you had multiple sections that you could go do. You didn't have to sign off beforehand on what you were mm. going to do. So if you went out on the foot part, and you were, you were like, like "Holy this shit, sucks. This is I'm hard. gonna do something different." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then you could you could do that different, or you could. But we didn't have any context on what the no, we didn't know what it was gonna look like, what it was gonna be like. Um, so there was just a lot of unknowns, and it's interesting to me to think about 2019 nationals versus this year nationals because in 2019 I felt like pretty much everybody was doing the same. Thing. There wasn't yes. much route selection. There no, we were around people the whole time. Mm -hmm. We were all just kind of mm -hmm. doing the same thing. And I felt like it came down to who had the most power to get through the course. Yes. This race was like all about navigation route choice. Yeah. I didn't know then what folks meant on the pre-race meeting in 2019 when they were like, this is a really physical race. I wanted to be like, you fucking bing bongs. It's an adventure race. Of course it's a physical race. And now I... I understand much better what that means. Like there's like a thinking man's race and there's like a highly physical race. And this yeah. was a thinking man's race. Woo. There was less climbing, less total mileage to be covered in general and a lot of strategy. And there were so many places where you could go, you could choose a different route. I mean, <sighs> oh, it's kind of amazing. Um, I also want to shout out to Paula and 180 Adventures. So Paula designed the course for nationals and it was... It, elaborate. It was elaborate. And I am really stoked to be an all-female team racing, racing an event a woman's that course. A, a, one woman set up. So I really, think that's really, really cool. cool. Um, I also want to say that the group of volunteers that were assisting at the event ran a tight ship. Oh, and I was wow. so amazed at how orderly everything was. Yeah, especially from the Cloverleaf. Yeah. Everybody was on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we... We begin our stage one, which is comprised of We begin of five our journey legs. in a little boat. <laughs> and we'll try and keep the nomenclature the same. So there was, uh, again, this is the clover leaf section where we had five legs that made up 
one stage of the race. Who the hell can understand that? I know. Jesus. So we started out uh, on the paddle, which was really nice. I really liked starting on the paddle because, remember, we could get our hibblies out. Sure. I do like being able to be in the boat, but there's the boat is the most work I'll do in the whole race. It's like I'm sweating through my shirt. My my arms are tired. My forearms are tired. My shoulders are tired. It's like I'm doing the most I'll do the whole race. Wow. When I'm in the boat. Wow. Okay. I'm giving I'm giving 115 percent when I'm in the boat to try to keep the boat moving as fast as possible and keeping it in the right direction. Gotcha. Wow. The, so for me, the paddle is that's not what the paddle is for me. The paddle is like when I can work my sillies out. I can sort through navigation while we're on the boat, and I can also stay together with my team without being separated. Like I sometimes yeah. happens on foot or on a bike where I'm like, oh shoot, I have to slow down to look at the map. Oh shoot, they're going. Like, oh shoot. Yeah. Oh, so we're on still water. Yeah. We're in a lake that's very beautiful and surrounded by pine. And um, just for context, Laura is usually one who calls out cues from the front, from the bow of the boat. Annie's reading the map, and I'm the rudder, rudder seat. Yeah. And so I'm doing a lot of the steering. And I'm also not able to see what's ahead at all. So I rely on the team. But I think, like, our communication in the boat is as good as it's ever going to get. Yeah. It's really going well there, I think. Yeah, it's almost as if the only improvement we could make is in our technique and our strength in the boat. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. But we did, uh, we opted, so on both of the paddle sections, we opted to do the minimum, which was two checkpoints, because... Paddling just takes a really long time. Yeah. Like, I mean, we uh, started out the race and it took us like 30 minutes, I think, to get each checkpoint. Let's see. Oh, I felt every yeah. minute of that. Which it's funny seeing and saying that now because in context for how long it took us to get checkpoints later, 30 minutes for a checkpoint, not too bad. Comparatively to the middle of the race. Yeah. But we started on... Um, on just for any of the of you folks that actually did or were at nationals, we did uh, leg B first um, and went for those t- two checkpoints and then transitioned to the foot stage. Um, I felt like our transition from paddle to foot went well. Um, I felt really good that like we set a tempo there where we're like, we're not going to dawdle. We're giving each other jobs. We're really succinct about who's responsible for what. And then we're out. Yeah. Uh, and we all were in a good headspace after the paddle section. We actually got to talk a bit while we were paddling. Which, which happens so rarely it, in these races. It, like, never happens. There's hardly ever a time where we don't need to be thinking or talking about something or just related to the pushing. race. Yes. Like, when we, we did some bike legs where we were, like, doing pulls. Yeah. And so we were winded. Yeah. Um, so that was just a nice way to set off before we went on the foot section. So we transitioned to the foot stage, which was, uh, six checkpoints. And, uh, I don't think I was feeling nervous before this leg. Um, but we got out on this section and cleared leg A, which I felt really good Mm -hmm. about. It was awesome. I felt really good about, um, being able to navigate through that. And one of the things that we had been told in multiple versions before this race was that it was going to be a very nav-heavy race. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting byproduct of the relief of less vertical to not have as many things to navigate off of. Oh, yes. Okay, so we're we're in a terrain where, like, a depression basically looks like a, like, uh, just a small dip. 
Mm-hmm. And that is not enough. To, we're used to, in Ohio, when we orient here, counting deep re-entrance as we move forward through a course. So when they're like, there's kind of a little bubble here, and there's just a little slippy snoo right here, and then a bloop right here. And you're like, where? Yeah. And Annie, to her credit, t- we tore through the A section on, on NAV uh, for, like, for this particular leg. Um, and I was like, oh, wow. We're going to crush. Yeah. And that, I mean, it felt really good to be like, okay, I, I know how to do this. Yeah. Even with few, very few features, features, we were doing well. And I, I was in a super good mood and you were in a good mood and this was my mushroom time. Oh yeah. This was your mushroom time. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. Um, even I noticed the mushrooms, they were delightful. Oh my God. I was so overwhelmed. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so our next stage was, uh, to get on the mountain bikes. Uh, the mountain bike stage was, or the mountain bike leg, pardon me, was actually a very long one. Um, we'd all been pretty stoked about the mountain bike trails, uh, before getting there because it's a Imba Epics course. So, uh, there was a lot of trail and a lot of interesting components of those mountain bike trails. Um, we it can be slow to go from being on foot to on bike and changing your bike shoes and stuff but again i felt like we made a pretty zippy Mm -hmm. transition Mm -hmm. onto the bike for the first time and we were excited to get under our bikes we were we were also excited for the first time in an adventure race to do some legitimate single track which has not happened before which was fun and novel and then also at some point was like oh my god that's that's enough, guys. That's enough. <laughs> like, get us off the tiny roller coaster. Yeah. We would like to be able to get somewhere now. So this was the first, this was the first of a couple times that not reading the race guide all the way through and detailed kind of nipped us. So if you, had, if we had read the race guide, it said, hey, if you want to make sure that you get all of the checkpoints, you'll need to enter at waypoint two and follow the course all the way around. And if you wanted to do the easier section, you would want to enter at this spot marked on your map. And so what we ended up doing is, which maybe we would have chosen to do that anyways, but it wasn't a choice that we ended up doing. We started on the difficult part of the mountain bike. So we started, yeah, we started on the more difficult section and didn't get to do the, clearly the, the easier flowy part. Yeah, we missed Flow Mama, which I'm bummed about because I heard other people talking about how it was just buff. Oh, that's actually later. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, but we, uh, so we got on the single track. Um, started with the more difficult part, like of the rock gardens. Track. Yeah. So many, yes. like, um, not natural rock gardens. Like, so these are hand built trails. We cruised through some machine built and some hand built, and these were obviously hand built, and they were. They were beautiful. They were beautiful I mean, and technical. This is when I had my perfect moment. Yeah, yeah. I was. I think I was leading at some point. We all took turns leading, but I was leading, and I just looked back when we were stopping at an intersection, and I was like, guys, I'm having a perfect moment. Yeah, and you and Laura were having a great time. And, oh. like, we went through some really beautiful sections. I admittedly, I just can't ride single track as easily yet, so it, it was, was highly technical. It was not It was not an easy time for me. I just had a lot of stress, stress riding. Like, I found myself just, like, gripping the shit out of the handlebars. Yeah. All the stuff that just comes from not being as experienced. Luckily, yeah. in past races, I've really beat myself up about not being able to do something. And this event, I really felt secure enough to just be like... And I think this I tried crazy to reiter- hard. I tried to reiterate to you guys like I d- it just feels stressful to me. Like I don't feel emotionally bad about this. It just feels stressful. Yeah. 
I mean, there were plenty of places where you could pedal strike and pop yourself out of your saddle and just yeah. go flying into the air. Yeah, or or just not have enough strength and endurance to get enough speed to cruise over rock garden yeah. and just be like, oh, you know what I'm going to do instead? I'm just going to ride my bike into a rock and then have it stop immediately and slam my crotch <laughs> in the top tube. So yeah, we... not as an effective strategy. Thanks, Imba. We... <laughs> <laughs> but like there was, I mean, there was part of the trail that was like a buffed out section where we like came up to the edge of like I think it was Rock Lake and just like kissed oh, the edge of the lake. Wow. And there's pine trees everywhere. It was It looked like the descent from Lake Hope. Not Lake Hope. Uh Hope Pass. Yeah. It looked like the descent from Hope Pass. Yeah. When you're coming around that big beautiful blue clear lake and there's just pine and you're perfectly sheltered from the Oh my from god the sun. And the smells. The smells were Can we talk about the smells? Yeah, it, it smelled so it smelled so good. It smelled like whatever essential oil concoction perfume that I would like to create just for me of like specific, like p- pine sap and like... A fresh cedar box. Yeah, I don't know. Freshly churned black pepper. Yeah. Oh, the black pepper smells really get me. In my, woof, Man, woof. I, I just couldn't believe the smells. It, it, was, it was awesome. Remarkable. It was At some point we were like, is the guy in front of us just wearing a really good natural cologne? Because he passed us and I was like, I can't tell if what I'm smelling is like a really fancy cologne or the woods. It was the woods. It was the woods. Which it is was amazing. the woods. Um, I think this section of the race was probably the hottest it got for the whole race. It I was think. very mild and yeah. we were grateful for that. Yeah, it was. There was a good breeze going. I want to say it was like maybe 74 yeah it didn't it didn't really most. get any hotter yeah any, much and hotter we were than deeply shaded it, it it was not bad at all considering um so we were on the mountain bike section for a pretty long time so like something like two and a half hours uh wow. plus it might have been more and it was hard so we had an e-punch for for nationals this year so it's like a little usb drive looking thing that you put in a hole (laughs) what else can you say about it and it records your time um at other adventure race nationals you get a passport which is a piece of paper that you i feel safer with the passport Yes. I think Laura said she did too. Yes. So with the passport, you essentially have different looking staplers that you use to punch out holes. And it also gives you a way to track how many points you've gotten. I just prefer it. Yes. And we thought we had gotten three points, three of the five points on the mountain bike uh, leg. And we only had actually got only gotten two. And it was just taking me a long time to go on the mountain bike trails. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I actually think we got... I think we were only like a third of the way through. That's shocking given it was what a lot we of through. time. Yeah. So uh, I made the decision that we should we should dip on the doing the rest of the mountain bike leg and take the quick way back to the transition area, get to our paddle leg and actually spend time doing leg E instead of continuing to do additional time on the mountain bike because I was like thinking we only had two left. I was like we might end up riding another three four hours for just a couple points which felt like oh my god no let's get the hell out of here yeah but the other part was easier so yeah we couldn't have known and i mean it was hard we could see other teams we were with team onyx for a while through this section which was actually super dope because they been around team onyx for the paddle section and the mountain bike section they're just so fun and like even we were Offering we were struggling. Yeah. Oh. We were struggling through some of the technical stuff. They were struggling through it too. And I could tell that they were also trying to strategize as well. 
Um, we we ended up seeing them like more than any other team because we yeah. even saw them at night and they were joking with us like, oh, good, Burf Burf is here. You guys just take the navigation and we'll stop <laughs> thinking, uh, which wouldn't have benefited you perhaps, yeah. but who knows? And we should be clear because the skill level on our team is very different and uh, from team member to team member. So they had somebody uh, which the enthusiasm was highly contagious who was on a, in a canoe for the first time and also on single track for the first time. Yeah. So, you know, it's a team sport. Uh, so we say team Onyx was struggling. Like it, it skill levels vary by team member. Sure. Johnny has biked the great, the, the great divide, the continental divide. Yeah. Yeah. So he has a lot of it. Yeah. The continental divide. Yeah. Yeah. Ride the divide. Right? Ride the divide. Yeah. Whatever that so is. So he's he's a very smooth... So they weren't struggling. No. And me as no. a new person, I can say, like, I can recognize the, the struggles of a, another new person for a single single track experience. But yeah, we yo-yoed with them, and it was a good mood booster oh, because man. we were all a little bit, like, ready to throw the bikes into the woods by yeah. then, so it really kind of made us giggle and pulled yes, us up a little. it did. Um so yeah, so we transitioned off mountain bikes, and then we moved into what I've labeled the nonsense stage, which was stage, or the nonsense leg, which is oh, leg E. Yeah. So. So. So little story. Little story about E. So it was a bike nav bike, and we were tasked with riding our bikes out about 12-ish miles. Mm -hmm to an on-foot navigation area, which we had been warned had some compass anomalies because of mineral deposits in the ground that were affecting compasses. Also, this was not bullshit hyperbole that has been used in other races. This was no. like actually recorded in a YouTube video by the race director that was shared with us to give us a heads up that it might draw you in a circle. Uh, it was... Uh, I remember Stephanie Ross asking, like, oh, are you worried about the magnetic anomaly at all? And I was like, no, I'm good. And then... So we blasted out there. We did some we pulling. We did blast out we there. We did some pulling. We did some towing. We were riding fast in a pace line, hard the whole way. The sun was just starting to set. We passed the glurked in. Oh, yeah. The, like, glurked in. Like, this really cute but also spooky and haunted old-timey inn that's on the lake that looks like the beginning of a horror movie um there are these giant like stone pillars with stained glass uh lanterns on them like on the way into the path that goes to the really inn cool. i would do anything to go back to that inn yeah so we got to see the inn part because it's on the water while we are on the paddle and it looked at first we were like whoever lives in that house is an ugly house and we were like oh it's an definitely constructed in the early 70s and shows that it is it's yeah. a little bit weird and creepy looking but yeah. it was cool like there was just a lot to look at there um some cool houses and we also like the moon was setting quite early yeah the the temperature was cooling down like everything on the way out there although difficult because we were pushing was just feeling kind of like idyllic and beautiful yeah. and like this is the best part of an yeah. adventure race and it also felt like we wanted to come here and push, and that's what we're doing yeah. right now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We were ready to bring it out. Yeah, it felt like we're performing right now, strength-wise, the way we wanted to and expected to. And intended to, to. yes. Yeah. So we got out to E. There were um, a couple women who were volunteering there who were in, a like, a big transit van. Oh, man. The volunteer, when we came in, was so enthusiastic she and, was. like, stoked to see us. It was she very, was. It was very nice and just very encouraging. One of the things that we hadn't considered when laying out how we were going to do the legs in the first stage was that there was a time cutoff of 8 p.m. 
on you had to be out of that bike drop so done with your foot nav portion by 8 p.m and that was the only leg out of all the legs in stage one that, that had, had a cut off cut off yeah and again we were just kind of like okay this is the way that we're order the legs we'll just have to go we'll just have to go yeah. so we if in hindsight we would have done this like earlier if we intended to do this leg in its entirety so that we didn't have to worry about the cutoff and just you know do a night paddle or do some mm-hmm. of the mountain biking mm-hmm. at night mm-hmm. um another thing that we didn't consider in addition to the ge- the geological anomalies was that this portion e was also a different scale map <laughs> <laughs> dang so uh out of all of our bajillion maps that we had, there was a different scale on the majority of them. So it worked between like a 24,000 scale map, 12,000, a 12,500, some just, I'll say, custom scale park maps. And I, <laughs> Those are just crayon drawings and that someone's worked, kid made. <laughs> I had no problem transitioning between the scales on any of the maps except for this one. Well... It's hard to remember to look at that. So we're yeah. headed into the woods. The sun is setting behind us. Um, and we dive in, knowing that there are going to be some compass issues and just hoping for the best. We're, we're in probably the flattest land that we've seen so far. Everything is a depression. The, the weird, the weirdiest vegetative. Yeah, like um, really, really dense fern with like, like lots baby of tree, lots of da- baby, baby trees. trees and then downed logs in the fern, which might yeah. have snagged a few of us. Yeah, so I think, you know, we hauled ass out there on the bikes and then... Heading out into the woods to get the first checkpoint, I I didn't consciously do any sensual orienteering, but (laughs) when you don't have the scale right, so I was thinking it was a 24,000 foot scale, so thinking that a centimeter on the map was Mm -hmm. 240 meters, it was actually a 12,000 which means one centimeter is 120 meters. So I was pace counting, and Annie was like, how can this be? I was like, I don't understand what I'm looking at. Here's the kicker. When looking at the tracker, we still didn't go far enough. So the scale, the really, the scale would imply that we went too. The scale mix-up would imply that we went too, too far. far. We, didn't, but we go didn't go far, far enough. enough. And I didn't. My plan had got was to go past this air quote ridge and then, and then stay co- and then on the side of the ridge it. to get to the checkpoint. And because the terrain was so subtle, I was just like, I don't. I don't understand what I'm looking at. Like, is that is that the air quote ridge or is that just a wad of down trees? <laughs> so we called it on this point and then we headed back to the um, bike part. Um, where... And on the way back, this is when I did my oh, first slow your fall. First lay down. So like... <laughs> hit, she hit a down tree in some dense fern and just did like a... Like a slow motion backwards lay down into the fern, and I was watching her as she did it, and then she dis she completely disappeared into the vegetation <laughs> and didn't get back up. And I was like, oh no, she must be feeling sad. Also, I was just like laying in this like pile of sticks and down trees and stuff, and I don't know if I could have gotten up without Laura helping me up. You would have had to roll like, around. I was a just little. like stuck. I also just kind of felt like I couldn't get the checkpoint now. Laying here! <laughs> <laughs> I'm really so stupid fern. And it just, it, blo- it, 
it really blows your confidence, or I should say it at least blows my confidence to be like, okay, I'm in a new area. I know what I'm doing. I've had some good orienteering or some good navigation. And then to be like the first checkpoint in this new section and be like, I don't think I was even close. And I'm not even 100% sure how to get back to the bikes. Everything's might might suck a little bit. So we went back to the TA, kind of did like a, like a two-second, like, level set to be like okay we know that we need to be out of this area at 8 p.m we have time to try again we're just going to go out to the different part of this on foot so um, we had what two hours no we had less than two hours we had less than two hours for sure so we ended up getting back to so i'm trying to think of uh uh how much time do i want to say we had like an hour oh wow okay we had like an hour till 8 p.m we were no no Actually, no, exactly when we left. Oh, okay. 6.40, we left that. Okay, so we had an hour and 20. That makes sense from seeing this right here. Yeah, so we uh, we left the... After coming back to the bike drop again, we headed back out to try and get another checkpoint uh, at 6.40 p.m. We needed to be gone by 8 p.m. We're running out towards the next checkpoint that I want to attempt to get to. I still don't understand. I'm still not comprehending. And we're we're running, by the scale, way. And we're running. And I, I, we get to a road that's intersecting with the road that we're on. And I was like, Laura, how long have we been running on this road? And she said 17 minutes. And I was like, there's no way that we've done. Wait, wait, 1.7 miles? Yeah. In like, we're running 10 minute miles? That I was doesn't like, feel right. No, I was like, there's no way that we're doing this. And I was like, okay, it must be, it must just be a road that's not on the map. Well, it's because we got bit. It's because we didn't have to run three three k to get to that road. We only had to run one and a half k to get to Whoops. that road. So we continue to run on this road. We continue to run on this road, and we get to a like for real road intersection. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're all the way out here. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I've been calculate. I've been using the wrong scale for this map, and I really felt like a kick in a kick in the nuts at at this I point. I know you did. This was I my this did. was my saddest sad bag moment. I, I felt very I rarely frustrated. see you this crestfallen. Yeah, so I felt um I still remember like a big race that I've done that I went for the first thing and shit the bed before I got to the first thing and was like that's it. I fucked up this like that's that's it. Yeah. I yeah. I fucked up the I rest shot, of this thing. I wanted to sh- shoot my shot and I pooped my shot. Yeah, so because we had spent an hour getting out to this on-foot area, we spent the time that we did getting one checkpoint, and I knew we still had at least an hour to ride back. And Laura's put, Laura's, Laura is putting the pressure on us. She's yes. like, I need you to know this is what we have left, and you need to make a decision now because we need to get back. And yep. that is, like, look at me in the eyes. Yep. We are leaving. Yep. So we, so we get to this road intersection. We're on our way back. And I was like, hey... So we're actually going to pass the checkpoint that I was going for. If we have time, we should go for this checkpoint that's on the top of the hill, top of a hill next to a road. And we had we got to that point and it it was like 7:10, 7:20 something like that. And I was like and we had we had 10 minutes. Laura said, we have 10 minutes. I was like, okay, so then we to go look in. for it. I was that's like, our max. I said, okay, well then that means we can go 5 minutes in. And then we have to turn around. And so we're going up this hill. I'm like hoofing my ass to get up, up like, this hill. Like a like a possessed, demonic, biz- like I don't know where it came from anymore. Because I couldn't stand the idea of having pulled the plug on doing the mountain bike section to 
up to sure. do stage E. Sure. Only to not even get one but checkpoint. Know, know that you need to check in with yourself about what your body can do when you've decided you need something. <laughs> no, I do not. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. So we go up to the top of this hill. And I hit, we hit it dead on. We hit this checkpoint. It was dead amazing. On. And I think we we got in there and started to head back out. Like I think we got to the checkpoint. We blasted after like to three it. and a half minutes. Like, and it was very close off road. Like it was, it was really solid. Yes, um, we went up there screaming fast and came back screaming fast. I don't know if it made sense when I told you and Laura this during the race. So I'm gonna say it again. So like, when. I did Unbridled Women with Sarah Dahlman and Deb Flout. We were really trying to clear the course. And there was a checkpoint that was next to the road hmm. on the top of the mm-hmm. hill. Mm-hmm. And we stood there for a second at Unbridled Women wondering if we could, if we should go for it. And I felt like, no, we shouldn't go for it. We should only conserve time. We should keep going and get back to the race finish area. And Sarah had this like crazy look in her eye and was like, we should try and clear. And I thought, like, let's do it. Wow. And we went into the woods to try and get this checkpoint on the top of a hill, got to the top. We had made a parallel error. We weren't Ooh, in the right place. Yeah. We spent the time searching around the top of the hill, and then we had to bail and run as fast as we could. But, Jesus. and I'm, I'm going to feel, like, emotional. So, like, in that moment when it was, like, we have 10 minutes to go for that checkpoint, and I thought of that exact moment during Unbridled Women, and I thought... Sarah had to be that brave for me to go for it before. I can do this. Yeah. And I went and we got it. Yeah. And I thought like, that's women showing women to show up. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So like, that was like really pivotal. And when I got to that checkpoint at the top of the hill, I was like, I found it. It was good. And we came back down and it wasn't, you know, it didn't like save or make our whole race, but no. I thought I would have been too scared to do that before. Sure. And we went and got it. I mean, that is you evolving into a different kind of racer, no matter what the outcome of our race was. That is you evolving beyond to take big leaps into things that seem impossible or scary and knowing that like there's a good chance you're going to make it. Yeah. Or I I mean or just being okay with not making it. That too. But this is comes hot on the tails of Annie being so frustrated and upset that she was on the verge of tears. And I don't ever really know how to intervene on Annie when that happens. But in the past, for me, she's always just been like, get it together, man. And so, and so I thought, oh, okay, I think that's what I'm supposed to do for her. And I was like, Annie, shove, shove it, it down. Shove it down. Shove it down. And Laura looked at me like, is this okay? Should you do that? <laughs> and I was like, shove it. Like, I know that you're sad and I know you're frustrated and we are too, but you need to shove it down so that we can keep going. And then <laughs> Annie turns to me and she goes, can you just say, don't cry, sexy. <laughs> so i i rescinded my shove it down and pet her on her wee head and said don't cry sexy and it was fixed and everything was fine and then we grabbed the checkpoint and then got the hell out of there and then rode the 12 miles back uh, not as much of a like hellraiser, hellraising no, pace as no. we did on the way out um, because we didn't have the cutoff but we still moved at a really good clip but boy the kicker is we spent five hours on that stage getting one checkpoint ouchie, and ouchie. that hurts that hurts so yeah 
So yeah, a, mi a mild bummer. But uh, I mean, the the wind was not completely taken from our sails. No, and uh, it was interesting though looking at other teams' choices after the race. Uh, it was kind of a mixed bag of people who skipped stage E or or prioritized uh, leg E so that they could do all the on foot checkpoints. Yeah. So you know, Strategy. E just got away from us. E! <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was. I was kind of stoked. So all of these, the transition between each one of these legs was all at the race start. And I was, I was kind of excited to like get out of, out of that area. So that was like exciting to be like, okay, stage one's done. Mm -hmm. We get to move to something different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so for this next part, uh, we had available to us to essentially transition to the West part of the course, um, via a couple of different modes. Uh, this is when not reading the race guide all the way in its entirety bit us again. Which we, we didn't, didn't know, know until today. Until today. Whoops. Wow. Wow. So, uh, in the race guide, so there was a uh, highway M, which w kind of went through the middle of the whole, of the whole race course. Um, we were under the impression that state uh, that highway M was off, off limits. limits for the whole the race. The whole time. It was only off limits for, for the, the first, first stage. 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 So, our there were quite a few teams. If they weren't clearing the entire course, that rode Highway M to the west side of the course. I didn't even know that was an option because I thought it was just off limits. Period. Yeah, me too. Boy, that was a rough one because. We ended up doing the mountain bike riding to get out to the west side of the course, where we did pick up four checkpoints. However, in retrospect, I would have had us ride Highway M out so that we knew how much time we had to work mm -hmm. back to the finish. Mm -hmm. So that one's a little stingy. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. Continuing on. So we rode uh, the mountain bike trails out to the west side of the course. In the dark. In the dark. There was a total of five checkpoints um, on the way out uh, to the cor on the, to the west side orienteering course. We ended up picking up four of the five. It was a lot of the same kind technical. of trail. Which we was had, technical and rocky. We had been told in the pre-race meeting that the course would be front-loaded with the most technical writing, and don't worry, don't be deterred by the fact that that you get punched in the nuts with technical writing in the beginning, because later on, it'll be easier. Yes. Like, essentially, don't skip all of the rest of the mountain biking based on this first part and your first impression. It was just as technical. It, it felt like a lot of the same. It was um, just as technical. It was just as technical. However... We had some shining moments in this part. Remind me about them. Yeah. So, like, uh, one being in the dark was not um, a big... No, we had. A big we deal. have decided to never get fucked up with lights ever again, so we all had three lighting yes. systems all at once. And also, we were... this is the first time all of our lights have worked. Yeah, that's true. It was great. It was great. We had a lot of lighting systems. We did. Uh at no point do I think anyone went, like, totally black on their lights. I think we no. each had... Didn't we each have, have both lights on? Yeah, at, I did. At least. I did. Um, I had my map board set up with a chest light to look at my so map. Cool. A headlamp on my head to be able to see where I was looking specifically, and also my light on my bike so that I always had that in front of me. It That part was great. Also, and... <laughs> 
<laughs> this is an indication. When we were on the dark, the dark mountain bike section, we were with all the elite teams. We remember we had like a lot of the elite teams were coming up behind oh, us after passing. clearing stage yes, one. Yes. So like, I didn't even think like, huh? Why isn't there any other like? teams maybe in our pay grade that are around us <laughs> um there were some but like this is probably i think when we got to be around the most teams that's true which was also pretty that for me was really fun because um and i don't get to say this often so we'll take we'll take advantage of this here there was i think two different checkpoints where we came to the area about the same time as the elites did who I'm calling the elites, and there was a couple we got out either at the exact same time as they yeah, did, or not just a smidge faster, not which felt shabby. really solid because it was like, you know, hey, the only thing we need to get better at is our power, you know, maneuvering on the bikes. Yeah, yeah. it's not the navigation. Once we get off, like, no, it's not. No, we're there. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed that part. I think we got to be around Team Onyx again at this section. We did. Which was, we did. Which was fun. Um, and yeah, just it was despite me not being able to go like faster because of the single track navigation wise, I felt I felt really good about this part. Hell yeah! Yeah, I've bleeped this one out. Um, it's it gone. did feel pretty long. I it did feel pretty long. Have no memory of this. Yeah, it's gone. Um. Also, from a novice uh, mountain bike single track person, I feel like this is the best rocks that I've ridden. Oh, like, yeah. It was the best use of rocks. And, like, anytime it was downhill, even when it was crazy technical, that part was fun. Like, anywhere yeah. I didn't have to generate the power in yeah. addition to maneuvering, oh, yeah. I had a If blast. anything go downhill, it doesn't matter what features are in her way. She's just going to rip over them like a fucking truck. It's scary i always ride the back oh okay this is coming back to me now because yeah. there were there were sections of like super intense rocks and then we would do like these huge switchbacks yeah. that were banked yeah which were fun and you just hear laura go hard left and we would be like wow here we go and you'd like almost high side them yeah if you weren't if you weren't listening to Laura, you might go clean over the banks. Yeah. And I was really happy. So when we had done the daytime mountain bike part, you guys were in front. And part of that, honestly, was a little bit like, please have your fun. Please have your fun. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get there as soon as I can. And on the oh. night part, I was like... I got I, mildly chippy with you. And I'm sorry. Oh, you did? Oh, oh, no. Mildly. Was your chippy part being like, I'll stop as soon as I'm done riding the feature? Oh no, because I was behind you. <laughs> oh, because oh, I, I would come, I would like barrel were... up the hill behind you, and you would stop in the rock garden. And I'd be like, "Son of a motherfucking oh, luckily, fucking bitch, why?" <laughs> luckily, I didn't hear any of that. Oh, I cussed a lot. No, all I heard was like, I, I think one time you were like, "So why didn't you write that?" <laughs> and I was just like, "I said I'm too, I'm too tired to generate power to get up that <laughs> to stop." In my head, and you know what? It doesn't even matter that you told me you were cussing up a storm behind me. So, like, I had asked for you guys to sandwich me because I yeah. was like, it's nighttime. Like, yeah. if I also. No, feel it makes some plenty despair. of sense. Yes. Um, in my head, I just imagine you being like my own personal mountain bike clinic instructor and you're just back there thinking like she's just doing the best she can i am i I'm am so, thinking I, that i know but that's it. like i uh, only imagine you as a saint back there so okay, even good. if i heard you being like i was just i i can't walk in my bike shoes and so when we had to get off and walk a lot i was starting to get bruises on the yeah. on the balls of my toes and my feet and i was just like i would rather 
like slow crawl on my uh-huh. bike, like inch, 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 inch on my bike while you guys go where you then go, walk. then yeah. walk at anything at all. Yeah. So I was trying to give you like a bunch of grace and also keep in mind that we have very tight restrictions on how close the teams have to be yeah. in this race tighter than any other, I think race 30 meters, yeah. 30 meters on bike and 10 meters which on foot, really, which is tighter than ever. Yeah. Which was really hard because there were parts where I was like, gosh, 30 meters doesn't feel like the safe thing to do. Like, because again, because it was so technical so just being able to have a little bit of breathing room, but yeah, you being, there was some really key things for me. So it, when we did Shenandoah earlier this year, I just felt like a sad, hot sack of garbage <laughs> being <laughs> drugged behind you and Laura. And it was really hard because it was physically taxing and it was mentally taxing. But in this event, like you guys being either when Laura was towing me and that helped take the edge off of my, our speed differences. And then for the mountain bike night part, you being behind me and really encouraging when I rode mm-hmm. difficult stuff mm-hmm. or you just saying like, uh, you being, when you were like, you two are just night rippers. I was oh, like, ni- I, was I like, just kept saying, in my mind, I was like, night rippers. My friends are night rippers. <laughs> I don't know. I was already getting me maybe a little bit tired maybe, by then. And I was maybe. like, Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so those were both those tactics. You guys always do that. Yeah. That's you true. always do that. Yeah. At night when there's just like even an open straight down baby headed crazy descent with just like baby head rocks. You always rip it with such intensity that I'm like, I literally don't understand how it's happening. <laughs> like I'm like breathing out. I'm breathing in the nose and out the mouth. And I'm like, Lauren, you won't die. Don't hold on to your brakes, Lauren. You're not gonna die. You're not. I'm. I'm coaching myself so hard through those descents. Yeah. And you're. You guys are just like, wee. And I'm like, we're dying. We're dying. And meanwhile, I'm doing that on any kind of uphill where I'm just like, just stay calm. Don't stress out. It's okay. They can't leave you. It's okay. They need you. (laughs) But yeah. So that was the the night section. We did end that part trying to find. uh, It was checkpoint five. And I could not for the life of me ma- match up the USGS topo that had where the checkpoint was marked and the trail map. Oh, that's right. Because we stopped on the side of the road at some mm-hmm. point for you to, like, um, try to match those two up. Yeah. And I, I, I took my first it. nap. I was the sleepy peepiest this time. Yeah. I, I took out my rain jacket, got in a ditch, and covered up my body. And I probably got covered in fire ants because I've just got bites all over me. But <laughs> it was absolutely worth it for an 11-minute nap. Yeah. This might seem like a, a weird kudos to give to you, but I feel like that was a thing that you did really well at this event, which was when we have to stop and there's nothing else that's left to be done. I was trying to, to check stuff. in with you to yeah. be like, do you yes. eat these Swedish fish? Yes. Are you okay? How uh, can I support yes. you? Yes. And once all of that was done, then you laid down and just and closed slept. your eyes, which was really helpful. It I, was how I didn't yeah. make myself very pitiful. Yeah. So we ended up bailing on the fifth checkpoint for that section and just getting into the transition area for the west side of the course. Um, I feel like there was no. So the sun came up when we returned to the transition area and we... Oh no, the sun, no? sun wasn't up yet. So when we got into the transition area, it was still completely oh, okay, dark. Oh, sorry. Yeah, this is mm, when I'm you... I'm confusing something then. Okay, so this is... I thought when... we got trail mail then. Nope, that's when we came back to that. The second time? Daytime. Yes. So we came into the TA2 slash 3 before we got ready to go on our biggest foot section. Okay. And when we got back after the biggest foot section. So bear with me. Okay, okay, okay. So we get into transition area 2 slash 3, 
and this is when we drop our bikes and are transitioning to the foot part. Um, this is our long. This was our longest time in a transition area because of several things. So one, we're the sleepiest. So I think we got into the transition area. I want to say at like five o'clock. Um, yeah, like five a.m. Um, I forget. Towards the end of the mountain bike. Were you not, was your tummy not feeling good at that point? uh, Yeah, probably somewhere around 5 a.m. Okay. Um, But uh, we had a lot to do in this transition area. So to go from bike stuff to being our shoe stuff and uh, because of having such a short window of time with these maps, this is when I had to map the entire route for uh, the whole orienteering co- course. I slept through this too. O, o stage. Um, but Lauren and Laura were great. They like filled my bladder, were feeding me food while I sat there. But like, I really just had like a lot of homework to do. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have mm-hmm. anything done on this Is this, this when Laura checked in with you? Yes, yes. So I like mapped out the whole course. And honestly, like my brain was so tired. I was like, I don't, I don't know if what I'm doing even makes sense. Like I might get out there and be like, why did I put these in this order? I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing this out here. This one's a so snowman. Sleepy. Yeah, I was so sleepy and trying to, because one of, I feel like when orienteering and route planning go really well for me, I get to do all the hard thinking and then I just need to execute my plan. In this matter, in this instance, I had to do the hard thinking planning and then go execute it all at mm-hmm. once. And that mm-hmm. felt very difficult. Um, but so I'm sitting there, I'm doing the course and, uh, Laura comes over after we'd been in the TA for a while and her intention in her brain was to communicate, okay, if we're done doing the things and we feel like we're just kind of dinking around, like we should go. What she said was, Hey guys, if we're dicking around, we should leave, which says the same thing. And I, I probably looked like a kick puppy. I looked up at her and I said, I had to map the whole the whole course. And she was like, oh, no, no, I know. I'm just saying if we're done, we should go. And I was just like, I'm going as fast as I can. <laughs> <laughs> we were not the only team experiencing this in this transition area. Yeah. I heard at least two other teams talking to each other just like this. And I think everyone was hitting the same moment. Yeah. I heard other people being like, if you've done anything you could do, we need to leave now. And people were like, yes, I know. We are still doing things that need to be done and i just heard one person from every team be like guys we i know get your burrito because we're leaving and they're like i know (laughs) soon i'm not done here also i'd like to say that this is a transition area in which there were like two people sitting in little chairs outside taking numbers and then there was like a little log cabin which i was really hoping there was food in people were sleeping in there people were sleeping in there people were in there three people were dead asleep in there full-blown dead asleep wow we also had we got soda at this although Remember you yes. got like three cans of Coke or two no cans of Coke and them. all three of us were like, yay, Coca-Cola. And then we took a sip and we were like, Bleh! I couldn't. Oh yeah, you're right. This is when my tummy turned on me. I think that was the first time that I was like, Coca-Cola is not I couldn't what I believe want. it didn't taste good. Also, who keeps a cooler of Coca-Cola with no fucking ice in it? Oh. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Great logistics. Put ice in your fucking coolers. <laughs> Jesus. So we head out of this transition area. I was really uh, proud of myself for picking a checkpoint first that had quite a bit of a shuffle on a road to start. So I was like, okay, my brain's worked really hard. Now all I have to do is get to this road and shuffle for a while until my brain starts to turn back on. I fell asleep while walking. Oh, yeah. 
When we weren't talking. Yeah. We were pace. I was pace counting and the sound of all three of our feet, because we all have the same cadence. Yeah. And stride length. And stride length. And so we were walking at the same speed and trotting at the same speed on gravel. And I was just like, jump, 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 jump. Uh oh, yeah. uh oh. I'm walking. Oh God, I'm walking. Where am I? Who am I? The sun's starting. No, the sun has not yet come up no. yet. Almost. And, and this is like, I was actually uh, just talking to Jess of Fluff Bakery about this. She was talking about seeing people with like dead mid-race eyes like during an ultra. And I was like, yeah, that's what your brain wants to do. That's mm-hmm. what I'm accustomed to doing is mm-hmm. hitting this like several hours before dawn window. Mm-hmm. And your brain is just like, that's okay. Just shut it down. We're just going to like zone out through this. And I was like, no, no, no. I, I need don't. my brain. No, no, I need, I need to you, navigate. Brain. Like... Um, so we shuffled on the road for a while. We get to the first checkpoint. I know in your head you said that you were expecting we were going to be out there for like hours and hours and hours or that, you know, up to this point, we had quite a long stretch between checkpoints. And so we get to this, the first checkpoint and we just start clipping them off. Oh my God. In this section, what is the section called? They're just numbers. Yeah. Okay. I think just the West An- orienteering course. Annie got four checkpoints in 39 minutes with no parallel errors, just like find the attack point, look up, take the bearing, Lauren, count, walk directly to checkpoint and leave. And I'm like, holy freaking cow. We were, I was too tired to be more in awe because I would have been more in awe. Any of, I was still cheering you on yeah. like 10 minutes, yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. I was trying to eat. I had some major undercarriage issues i just got so sweaty and my um i was the only one on our team wearing traditional bike shorts with a chamois in them yeah never again never again i lost my butt i lost my butt clean off (laughs) i was hurting so bad and by then i had gotten sick I, this happens to me all the time. Yeah. I get sleepy, and then I get icky. And then I can't eat, and I want to throw up and poop my guts out. And that's a little bit of what happened. I didn't throw up. I Poor Cliff from Strong Machine barfed seven times, as we found out on the woods. Wow. He's like, how you guys doing? Great. I barfed seven times. Also, he really said it with a genuine smile. With a smile genuine smile. Face. He's like, I feel good now. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so I eventually was completely naked from the waist down while you guys were sitting and taking a break because yeah. I just couldn't take it anymore. We're going to do it. Do we're, it. We're going to tell people. Do it. We of got course. it. We might you as well. It. Although I often regret divulging my entire life story because then I see strangers <laughs> see who guys. are like, hey, remember that time you told me that dot, dot, dot? And I'm like, I did not tell you that. <laughs> my, I had not gotten to the part where I had taken my shorts clean off yet. Don't worry, I put pants on. But I was like, how can I stop my butt from hurting so badly? And I had my emergency hat, which is part of your mandatory gear. Like, a technical fabric cycling hat. And I put it in my butt. (laughs) I think maybe you should say you put it on your butt. (laughs) But wait, so you say a technical cycling hat, but I still imagine one with a brim. So Lauren's talking about putting a a hat. A cap. Like a... Like a beanie. Uh, like a beanie. Like a little beanie. Not not the one with the little short brim on the front. But you're talking about putting the hat down your shorts to save your butt. And I was just thinking like, yeah, it has a brim. And, and I don't know how. I'm talking how? like there's a brim on it. And Laura was like, it doesn't have a brim. And I was like, oh. I'm well, going to regret this sense. story forever. 
I mean, I hopefully we've told the the shorts down story for your behalf in the past, so that people can yeah. feel just as weird about your butt. Definitely, stuff. we're a very butt centric duo. <laughs> Annie told me I was very butt centric this weekend, and I couldn't <laughs> let that go. I guess it's true. I am yeah. pretty butt centric. Yeah. So yes, but, but you you saved your you I saved, saved yourself. It. Like, I saved my shit. Yeah. I saved my undercarriage with bike hat, and then we laughed our asses off about. We're trying to find the right bike shorts or like using period panties instead of using bike shorts and we just made ourselves giggle for a very long yeah. time it was a very silly happy time because we were just kind of like cruising through checkpoints as planned and a like, little delirious yeah little laura delirious. went laura went down like a clown charlie brown she fell also yes. into a down tree and yep. went back down first and was just like no yeah and i think she was like i can't lift it <laughs> <laughs> I also went down shortly after that, fully all the way down, penguin down, and told no one. Because I just didn't have the energy to be like, guys, I fall down. Fall down, go I fell all the way down, and I was like, okay, they're really far ahead. I stood back up, and I was like, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39. Yeah, Lauren Pace counted for me for the whole time, which was... Such a relief because in the past I've done both the navigating and the pace counting myself and oh my god, being able to divvy to uh delegate that task out was a lifesaver and like so much better for me and my brain. It was outstanding. Here's what I have to offer a team. I won't complain very much. I'm pretty strong and I can count to sixty two. There you go. That's what I have to offer you. Um but yeah, we there was a lot that was good about this this part. Um the bugs were Oh, terrible okay so the gnats were in in a cloud around our heads i finally changed my pants so i felt like a normal person again and then we took our bandanas and just hit annie in the face with them while she tried to yeah. re- while she tried to read the map because she just had a cloud of bugs around her head yeah so i would stop to try and do a thing and like laura was holding like a fern leaf Yes, and yes, that was you were pretty using cute. Like, like, it was it was very, very helpful because I've definitely had Rogaines and things in the past where the bugs will come in. They make it I impossible. Stop and and they like, just want to be in your eyes. Yes, and like, as someone who has to resist central orienteering, so for those of you who don't know, we call central orienteering where you're just following direction by feel, which I may work for like some people. I feel like it's kind of at the top of that hill. Like, I just feel like that it. That doesn't work on a technical level and bugs can uh be a contributor to that so to this, sensual orienteering yeah, yeah so it helped to not central orient you're lucky i didn't that. wave my butt hat at your face i mean i would have taken anything to keep the bugs oh away. no i was just swinging my dirty bike shorts in a circle in front of me oh, like i'm like a big fan very good very good i'm sure that this that was not helping my yeah. case uh we did have uh one checkpoint checkpoint number eight that was a boulder and like oh yeah we couldn't the, find that the nuance between the depression and hills uh because it was so small it's hard to know like okay is this boulder on a ridge between two, two depressions is it on like a re-entrant between these two depressions and we went after it uh shortly and we did get close looking at the tracker but that's okay hmm. i figured we were close but you know 50 meters can be invisible if you're not absolutely, in the right spot. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm not garnering any more information from the map that's going to get us there. We should just bail. And we did. And mm-hmm. it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. So we cruised through that section and ended up getting like, mm, I want to say 10 checkpoints, Amazing. I believe. Incredible. Um, and Such we, a solid We went leg. for 11 and got 10. Such a Great. solid and stage. It was also just really a big confidence booster to be like, because we've learned this lesson over and over in different things, which is you don't always feel worse. It, 
hard it's hard to feel like you mess up navigation in one part and then feel like oh that's that's not a skill you've lost forever you can have mm-hmm. a good navigation mm-hmm. section mm-hmm. so to go from like struggling earlier to really like crushing quickly through a bunch of checkpoints um felt really good um we were also around people again which is always kind of yeah we hung with this ability for a little while which was a big leg up and they were also just as delirious as we were because andrea i was like i see orange and just across that re-entrant and she's like me too (laughs) and we're like like, that's a tree bark and the navigators for both of our teams like shut up person were like it's up on a thing it's not down on a thing you guys are like it's down there and i was just like just shut up go shut up we're like but i see orange (laughs) follow your hurt i'm going to follow the compass yeah yeah i just when the when the sun finally rises everything is hypercharged with color yeah and so everything looks like something whether that be uh, a football player laying in a hammock or a checkpoint or people laughing at you whatever also that yeah whoa um so we knew that we i had left about three hours for us to get back from the western orienteering course back to the finish because we were uh i want to say like it was like 15 kilometers back to get there. So we wanted to be very kind con- 15? Yeah. 16? No, like that. miles. Between uh, between 12 and 14 miles back. Yes. 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 I'm just doing that conversion wrong. But yes, it was like 12 to 15 miles back on bike. So we wanted to leave a couple hours because we weren't sure what the road quality would be like on the way back. There wasn't a road. We would have if we took Highway M... And there's nothing we can do about that now. So we ended up taking a pretty up and down hilly uh, gravel road back from the Not west side of that. the course. Not just that. Also start. a grassy cross-country ski course. Yeah. Which you wanted to punch in its dick. Yeah. So apparently it's a famous uh, skiing race called the Berkbeiner or the Berkey. And it was just these rolling grass hills. Annie wanted to kill it. I wanted, she wanted to, to kill, kill it. it in its dumb face. <sighs> Which I'm glad that you guys said you couldn't tell because I felt like I was seething that whole time. I was I just can tell. seething. Seething. I, I hated know. it. I know. Um, but we hit the gravel road and like it was still hard. It was a long, it was a long and it was time hot. ride back. It got a little it hot. It got a little hot. Um, and we actually went by the transition area for there was actually one more stage that we didn't even get to where we could have picked some on foot points i do have a little bit of so we we went by ta four slash five we had an additional 45 minutes i can't believe you didn't make us stop <sighs> laura was like hey we said we we're gonna ha- we would stop if we had time and i i said maybe on a different day i just could not wrap my brain around getting there and doing a couple more points um it it would not it have saved have made us. A, it wouldn't have made a difference. No. But that's, that still is a residual competitor versus not competitor thing in my brain. Mm-hmm. It's just, a long it's race, though, and that's the end of a long race. And so you're a little bit like, oh, Jesus. Fuck this, fuck that, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. So we cruise into the finish uh, line. We had, uh, we the race cutoff was 2 p.m. Central. We finished uh, just, a, just barely before 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, we ended up being the fourth place all female team. It's bittersweet. Yeah, our our place. We also is came to the table with some very strong players. Yes, chick points, fragile flowers, and wilderness wenches. Wilderness wenches is the one team that we have not raced against yep. before, and they came from the west, I believe, the Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota-based team. Um, they did an awesome job. 
Uh, they got 10 more checkpoints than us. Yeah. They blew it out of the water. Yeah. But we've raced, we're, we're friends with and know well checkpoints and fragile flowers and know that when they come, they bring it. They're, they have a lot of strong navigators. They're yeah. also very, very strong on foot. They have a couple of strong paddlers. They're experienced mountain bikers. Like there's just nothing to sneeze at there. Yeah. I feel, I feel similar with, uh, how I feel. So when it comes to mountain biking or biking in general, I feel like it took a while for me to understand and not feel shitty about not being as good as you and Laura. You are a longtime hardcore cyclist. Lauren, Laura has been adventure racing for 15 years. It makes sense that I'm not as good as you guys on a bike. I have that same kind of learning that's happening, which is like with navigation. So Olga with Fragile Flowers is a hardcore navigator. Yes. Karen Clark is a hardcore, ex- super experienced navigator yes. who's probably been adventure racing as long as Laura has, like yes. over a decade. And you are very close to being on par with those well, women. Well, m- maybe, but like, I'm saying like, you know, I, there's no, this race was so race navigation and yeah. race strategy based. It doesn't feel bad to be like, I came forth to two women who I know personally who are super, super strong. That's okay. Yeah. I'll get there. Yeah. I'll get there. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say, like, we, you know, there was a total of, I think, five women in the all-female all category. I think originally six. there were supposed to be... There were six racers. One one went to Clam Lake and got a tan. And then five finished. Okay. So, like, but I, I'm excited to see more and more all-female teams show up to mm-hmm. nationals. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll put this out there. I would love for there to be two birth barf racing teams at nationals next year. Me so, too. So, you know, if you want to be part of that. Also I'm... love to see Navi Savvy out there. We got a bit mad respect for, for you guys. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so just, like, making the all-female division stronger. So I think what – I should know this offhand, but what place did we get in 2019? Third. Third, so it's right there on your wall. <laughs> Whoops! So we we showed up a stronger team, mm-hmm. and I feel like we performed better mm-hmm. and we placed lower, mm-hmm. which means the division's getting more competitive. That's great. That's great. We're also going to get more competitive. Um, Laura and Lauren were trying to figure out where we stood before we were official on our fourth place finish, and Lauren said, "You don't seem like you cared all that much." And I said. I, I do, but I also know that I set myself on fire for mm-hmm. this race, and mm-hmm. there's nothing else I could have done. Right. And I still feel like that. Yeah. I navig- I had some of the best navigation that I've ever done, and mm-hmm. even with some of the time sucks that were made based on ra- route choice and race strategy, I still feel like I showed up the best I have. So I was very impressed. Um. But yeah, so that was our Nationals experience. We could talk for another hour, but we won't. No. And uh, if you like what we're doing and you're newer here, or even mm-hmm. if you're not new here... Follow consider, us on social media. Yeah, follow us on social media. Consider becoming a Patreon. You throw us anything from like a dollar to whatever a month so that we can continue uh, to do nonsense like this and continue to share our experience with you all. And um, at... 
five dollars or more five dollars or more a month you can get a sticker and there's opportunities for other merch merch things um so yeah if if we tickled your fancy at all this episode or any of our past episodes consider uh joining us on patreon also if you've made it all the way to the end and you didn't know this before but maybe for some other episodes we also put these on youtube so if you're a more visual medium per visual medium person uh, you can watch us on YouTube. You can look I, at our dumb faces. Yeah, there. look at our dumb faces, or I also encourage it as a dreary treadmill fodder. So consider mm-hmm. that. Um, but until next time, we are Burf Bar.